Hey everybody, I'm Teresa Fee Millies and you are listening to Ninth Arcana, a tarot podcast. Today we're talking about the Six of Swords. Last week the two, this week the six. We are still in the realm of the swords. I've really taken to thinking of the suits as realms or kingdoms or planes even. The swords are in the mind. They are of the mind. So we're in a space that's gray and everything is simply said and simply experienced. All facts all the time. You're walking through clouds, past people wearing whatever they feel like wearing, doing whatever they feel like doing. They're not masking or guessing at what people want from them. There's a stereotype that autistics are rude because they say the bare truth all the time. We don't think it's necessary to sugarcoat. And honestly, I wouldn't really know how to do that without feeling like I'm blatantly lying. Swordsland is inhabited by autistics and judges. On this stop in Swordsland, we're going behind door number six. The number six is the number of community and harmony. It's cycle and companionship and having people around you. It's like the circle around the fire. One of my favorite things is quote-unquote old tarot books. This one in my hand was printed in 1984 and it's called Everyday Tarot and it's really really good for numbers. It's very quickly becoming the place that my numerology is like morphing into. This is what it says about the six. Sixness, cycle. Now you've seen that your creations are affected by time and you realize that everything adapts and changes through time. At the sixth level, you create a rhythm or a cycle that allows you to feel solid and yet ride comfortably with the waves. It is a simple repetitive cycle or pattern that seems harmonious and peaceful. There's a place of feeling centered after upheaval, of reaching a plateau or a resting place. It's a calmness after the storm. You've created a pattern that will stand the test of time and hold up under most circumstances. The pattern of activity or behavior is comfortable and it's predictable. Let's look at the cards. The Aquarius and the Waitsmith show a scene of which I assume, and I think most will assume, is a man, a woman, and a child. Even though the child and the woman are sitting down and covered in blankets, that's what we assume that, the, that these people are. They're in a small canoe-like boat with six swords standing up in the boat with them. There's a ton of water all around them. So that tells me that the main character is still going through it. The water is smoother on the left than the right of the image. None of the faces can be seen, so we can't tell by their expression how they're feeling. We can't put a face to them, which is intentional. We can't see their faces. But judging by their body languages, they're not happy. They seem weary. They're in the middle of their journey. They have no supplies. They have no bags. They didn't bring anything with them. But they have the boat. They have the stick that they're using to push the boat along. They have the clothes on their backs, and they have these six huge swords that they've chosen to take with them. If the swords are intellect and logic, they're in great supply, and it's probably all they really need anyway. The water is really important. They're traveling in daylight, so the water is emotions and feelings. It's not necessarily the bottomless pit of shadow and uncovered unconsciousness that it could be, but there's always the potential for it when you see that much water. I think the reason that this card isn't set at night is to show that these people are past the really bad part. Because they already went through the hard part, now they get to stay dry, warm enough, 
They have each other and they have the ability to guide their boat. They're not lost at sea. But let's talk about the colors in the clothes. Red, orange, and yellow. Sunny, bright, happy, warm colors. They have their intellect, but they're also bringing with them their confidence, their creativity, and their power. The Morgan Greer is a little bit of a different vibe. This card is what the other cards hint at, but don't go far enough to say. There is not a warm color to be found on this entire card. They are much more obviously in the middle of the sea. The water line is as high as the top of the head of the rower, and the darkness of the water is deep. The rower's companion is physically closer to them, leaning against them for shelter or warmth. Their closeness shows that they're bonded. They're looking ahead to where they're going, still with all of the smarts in that boat with them. However, the land that they're pointing towards doesn't really look all that inviting. This makes me believe that wherever they're fleeing from is even more uninviting than where they're going. What would you have to be leaving from to be going towards that blue nightmare cloud in the distance? In this card, the water is different, again, on the two sides. The left side is calm and the right side is rocky. In the mythic tarot, we're down to one single person in the boat. His swords are all lined up like soldiers. And instead of despair, he's defiant. His arms are crossed over his chest. And again, we have the clouds in the distance, but this time there's a clear city too. And again with the water, smooth on one side, rocky on the other. The wild unknown gives us a pile of swords at the bottom of the card, which is just covered in darkness. But there's a rainbow above it. This is the depression card. This is when you can't move and you can't see through your pain because of just how dark it is. But what you can't see is that there is still a rainbow above you. It's a promise that eventually the pain will lift and it's all going to be okay. I really love this line strider. It's a really great card. The dark blue and deep purple water colory is very sad, very desolate. Instead of the boat moving away from us where we can't see their faces, it's moving towards us so that we can see where they've departed from. We still can't see their faces though because they're looking back. They're looking in the same direction we are. Instead of the other cards where they subscribe to the never look in the rear view philosophy, these people are far enough away from danger that they are able to stop and look back because it is important to assess how far you've come. The Holly symbol shows six swords on the bottom of the card with the sun on top. But rather than a happy, shall we say, beaming sun, he looks tired. He looks worn out. He looks like he has a one-year-old. When have you ever seen a sad sun? This card carries the energy of not being able to keep up the charade. The sun cannot shine all day. He needs a break too. The Luna Soul shows a woman walking over the water on the swords, on the, the butts of the swords, like stepping stones. Between the Six of Swords and the Two of Swords that I just did, I've come to think of every sword in the picture as a different trait. Intellect, truth, judgment... They're all keywords, and each keyword's kind of assigned to one of the swords. So if she begins at a rock and has to go to the other side, that that means that she's using each of these traits as she travels, using them as a bridge to get past the water, past the emotion, past the feelings that are in the water. Other cards show the people not submerged in the water, but that the water is covering the same amount of the card, like the body of the person is within the same plane as all of the water. This person has no part of her body anywhere near any plane of this water. 
It doesn't appear like she intends to get wet at all. When she gets to the other side, she will be on stable logic ground with a couple flowers waiting for her. So then what do we have here? This is the refugee card. The run away from home with nothing card. The stay out of the water and keep a level head while all this really scary shit is happening to you card. The cards with water all have rocky water closest to me, but smooth water past the boat. I feel like this is the key to the whole thing. It's still water. You're still going to get wet, but you are not going to drown. Past the boat. It's going to be okay. So even though you made a really hard decision, it was the right one. Because life is going to get easier after you get off that boat. Not perfect. Not a fairy tale. But you can count on incrementally better. Whether this card is about fleeing something dangerous, moving out, or being forced out, it asks you to feel the feelings because that is the only way that you will be able to see where you are and what you need. It's the only way to use the emotional pain and turn it into knowledge and experience. Every depression nap, at the very least, moves the day forward and brings you closer to a new, possibly a little bit more cheerful sun. And there you have the Six of Swords. Next week, we're going to talk about the Ten of Pentacles. Until then, you can find me on Instagram, Ninth Arcana Podcast. You can find me on Podpage. You can listen to the other, how many, 31 episodes that you missed um, of this podcast. You can listen to other podcasts. You can find other tarot people and books and information all over the place go find it go scout it out leave me a rating or review if you feel so inclined that would be super nice of you and um yeah okay love you bye Ninth Arcana is created, written, produced, and edited by me, Teresa Fien Millings. Thank you for listening.